Man, I forgot about that music. Makes me feel good getting things going. Just get a little jam going right out of the gate. Mm, mm. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ask LC Podcast. My name is Harrison. It is great to be with you guys. I'm sitting here with Mike Moses, lead pastor at Lake Forest Church, Huntersville in particular. And Harrison, good to have you back in the saddle. It's good to be back. Man, um, you know, I'll describe it this way. Uh, I'm a big football fan, as you are, Mike. So I am I am returning from the COVID list uh, oh right now. I, I've been sidelined for a little bit with my whole crew, but it is really good to uh, to, to right right now as we're recording this this morning, first morning, kind of back on the campus here at church for a while. So it feels good for a while. We're going to review that. We know that all of our podcast listeners uh, know and love Harrison. Uh, we all missed him while he was on sabbatical, but we're happy for him. Uh, but we're going to review the personal experience of Harrison and his entire family, mm-hmm. all y'all over there <laughs> That's uh, right. uh, in Melbourne, um, have battled COVID and have been COVID positive over the last two and a half, I don't know if it's three weeks. Yeah, just about um, we're going to hear a little bit about that experience, and so today is is sort of a gentle conversation um, with the Gilmings, uh, marking out that just um, we're still in a pandemic, and we're going to hear the experience of what it's like sure. to have a family of all ages, adults, teenagers, and children, to have COVID. We'll, that, we'll let that highlight a little bit, some of the struggles that we're still having in this point, and that, that we... We have to live according to reality as people and as Christians, and then maybe a few encouraging looks ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think, you know, um, as we'll get to at the end, as Mike and I were talking, it's just, you know, the the calling that God has put on us as a church and even the, the calling that God has put on those of us that uh, serve here, that are on staff here, um, the methods have changed, but the calling and the 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 task at the bottom of all of it hasn't. So you know we had to get creative a little bit, but we wanted to just take a look at some ways around here that um, ministry uh, hasn't stopped, and in a lot of ways it's uh, in a lot of ways it's flourished with the limit limitations that we've had. So we'll, we'll get into some of that stuff. Yeah, too. there's some real newness that we're seeing at Lake Forest Church Huntersville, not to mention Lake Forest U City. That is super encouraging, Harrison. Yep. Oh my gosh! Yeah. How did your, how did COVID enter your family? Yeah. Well, wh- how long ago was that? Yeah, that was. Uh, it was almost. It was about two and a half, almost three weeks ago, I think now. And uh, it started with uh, with our oldest, who is a, a high school age. Um, probably doing some math. Probably happened at a at a football game with you know. Their kids are our high school football game mm-hmm. locally. Okay, yeah, local high school football game, and uh, so yeah, he he uh, it, he brought it home with him, and uh, you know, despite our our efforts to kind of keep keep it keep it with him, we didn't want it to spread to everybody. Uh, uh, a couple of days after we we knew he was positive, he was diagnosed positive. Uh, my wife was a couple days behind him. Then four or five days later, I was next. And then uh, this is all, all, all also despite our, our efforts inside the house to really 
try and keep the sicker ones at least away from the ones that weren't because we we have we have four kids so there's six total people in our family um and all these experiences i'm sure that i'm laying out are things i know for a fact there are are many of you who are, who are listening to this who have been down the same road and have had uh covid pop into your lives in a minor way or in a major way so you know, this is just our experience. Harrison, so. one reason I, I'd like for you, I've asked you if we could, you could share the, your experience is because one of the reasons that people are, are acting a little unreal, at least in my circles, are uh, people will test positive and it's not exactly the thing that you want to put out on Facebook or tell everybody. Uh, for example, a pastor friend, a senior pastor friend of mine uh, in a different part of Charlotte canceled a meeting with me and some other pastors last week, and it was an abrupt cancellation with no reason, hey, we just last minute we have to cancel this. And they're in a different part of Charlotte. Pastor of a, pretty, a really neat church. And uh, it turned, you know, I texted with him. Uh, he had tested positive for COVID and is at home. But I Honestly, you know, I questioned a little bit not sharing that publicly because there can be a public perception. You know, what's the big deal? It's happening elsewhere. If when folks um, don't share their status, and I appreciated you and Emily's openness, uh, what, something that I think has been important this fall is the emphasis on having children and teens in school. Mm-hmm. And finally, the best way to do that in spite of the pandemic, just because of all the the other negative emotional and educational life outcomes from them not being at school. So, you know, this was a risk that we know we are taking mm-hmm. and why I applaud schools that are taking every measure possible to be safe. How, how bad did... And I guess one reason why I'm continuing to masking a lot of meetings inside is the fact that so your teenage son contracted it Mm -hmm. but as i've learned from consultation with doctors about all of our decision making at lake forest for the preschool for sundays for everything uh we consulted with our one of our physicians about when can harrison come back to work that's right and we sit here doing this today yep uh and we got a a ruling on that (laughs) but it is because you're basically you're infected and then you're symptom-free, but you're shedding the virus. You're infectious for several days before symptoms develop, whether they do or not. And that sounds like that's how that spread in your family. You were careful once yeah. symptoms arose. Uh, so he had, your teenage son had symptoms, developed symptoms? That, yeah, he developed symptoms, uh, <clears throat> you know, a handful of days after, maybe three days after uh that weekend where, you know, they're around a bunch of, bunch of high schoolers and having fun watching football and outside, but, you know, sitting closest together. And, uh, yeah. So he, uh, at, at first we, we just barely even, even caught it. It was like Emily giving him a a hug on the way out the door and he felt a little weird. She's like, you feel warm and took his temperature and he had Uh a fever and that's, that's, really only how we knew we went and, and got him tested that that day and, and turned out and yeah no what what you're saying that's the brutal that's been the brutal part of it for us is 
realizing that, um, you know, before, before you, that's how it's spread before you, you even know you're positive is, is when you're, uh, when there are situations where you're able to spread the virus to other folks. So, you know, despite our lockdown efforts, um, you know, it was just, it was just too much and it was hard for, with it being uh, Emily and I being, you know, parents and caregivers, it's, it's not like, uh, it's, there's nowhere else to go. No, <laughs> we're no. all there together and we're, we're doing our best. And that's part of the reason why we did decide actually, like you mentioned to, to share publicly what was going on. That was really driven by my wife, Emily, more than anything as Jake, <clears throat> uh, we had a, we had a really rough night with him one night where we ended up, you know, calling the doctor at like four in the morning where, wow. um, he was felt like almost like panic attack ish and like feeling weird, like in his limbs and stuff. And especially at four in the morning when you're a parent, you know, you add, uh, you add uh, Google into the mix of symptoms. And the first thing that pops up is always the scariest thing. And he, you know, so after that, after that night, it was just kind of like, she was like, I would feel a lot better if I knew all of our people that we care about were uh, just praying for us. And if, if, if we knew that our community of people that are around us, uh, we're lifting him up. And at that point, uh, that's when she started to experience some symptoms as well. And, you know, the, the, the hard thing about it too, which, um, you know, uh, Emily and I, uh, both were vaccinated, still caught it, I think because of the very close contact that we had with our son. Um, you know, and it gave our, I, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to, again, say anything other than what our experience was. I think, uh, I think for us, I'm, I'm hopeful that the reason why it was only as bad as it was because our body had a little bit of a head start in figuring out how to deal with this thing. And yeah, Harrison, that's why I wasn't fearful, ultimately, for you and Emily, because I knew that about you. And so I wasn't fearful of major hospitalization or death for you, and I... <clears throat> the the statistics of every hospital in America. Nobody's fake. Nobody can fake every hospital, <laughs> every doctor. Sure. Or that ninety nine percent of people dying right now are those who are unvaccinated, and eighty to ninety percent of hospitalizations are are those who are unvaccinated. So I, I was really thankful to know that you had taken protection that way. Uh, I. I I really was what um uh, who had the worst symptoms in your household or, or, or yeah did, sure did any of the smaller yeah. children uh, my have s- develop symptoms yeah yeah I mean uh for sure uh our 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 teenager for multiple days uh high fever just feeling real crummy bad cough um you know, all that stuff. And then our younger kids, our eight and our 10 year old ended up catching it after, after I did. The only one who hasn't caught it through all this is my youngest, my daughter, who's five, um, which who literally knows how that's possible. (laughs) She's the most all over us, but I'm thankful at this point that's the case. And, and, uh, but yeah, my, my other boys, um, just, uh, just high fevers, 
real hard time sleeping. Okay. Not, you know, none of your food sounds good for almost all of us, at least for a while. Really? We did, we did all <laughs> lose our sense of taste, which so is you extremely had weird. Much the classic mm-hmm. center cut symptoms as they've been described. Yeah. To yeah. Us. And, and even for both, uh, even for both Emily and I, I'm, I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm just really glad that <laughs> we, in, in, from where I'm standing with it, I'm really glad that we were vaccinated ahead of time because even even as we approached it, man, it was a butt kicker. It was uh, it it's it, it it was not fun. Did not feel great even after in the aftermath of it. As I was telling you, just you know, <clears throat> you still feel both Emily and I just you know more tired than normal, and it just it's uh it's it's not awesome. But I'm very thankful that we're coming out on the other side of it right now. And I know that there are, uh, I know that there are a ton of families just here at Lake Forest, Mike, that you and I know of personally that yeah. have had this uh, exact same experience. And we know, you know, personally as well of being on the extreme side of it, that there, yeah. there have been some folks that have had uh, family members who, you know, have, have lost the the ultimate battle to COVID, which it's, it's just, it's a beast, man. Harrison, tell me, uh, would you tell us, um, mm. you, you asked your doctor, who, who is mm-hmm. a family physician right here at Exit 23 in Huntersville, about their experience of the state of the pandemic in our zip code right now. What was your doctor's answer? Yeah, yeah. She just said, I, I was like, I asked her when we all were going down with it, I was like, are you seeing, are you seeing more uh, cases now that, than you've seen you know, last year or as this thing was even at its highest before we've been in, in this new season here of the fall of 2021. And she said, no, it's, I'm seeing way, way more, uh, a a big increase in people that are coming down positive right now. So it's just, uh, it's just, it's just getting through. The Charlotte Observer reports, uh, weekly on, uh, COVID cases increasing or decreasing and by zip code in our Mecklenburg County. And I, because I'm a pastor in this city, I read the city's news daily. And just this morning, 28078, which is the zip code our campus is in, um, not all of our ministry partners live in 28078, but it's the hub for our church. Uh, 28078 for the last month has been among the higher. We're in the top third for higher level percent of cases relative to population. And so that has been one of the statistics that I used in with our elders and our decision-making to require masking again on our campus. I've appreciated how respectful people have been. Um, there are a few people who've chosen to de-fellowship, disfellowship because we're requiring masking. Um, I think that's foolish, and I, th- I think it's um, not a proper decision tree for uh choosing christian fellowship but that's okay i understand some people are in a a cultural eddy where that's become the most important thing for for some cultural reasons um i i don't swim in those streams so i can't even really fully speak to it i Mm. i I, to me it's just it's plain throughout scripture that god God could miraculously genie blink everything that happened in God's story recorded in the whole Bible. 
God has chosen, most often he works through human agency. Hmm. Uh, he could have struck Goliath down with a lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. He chose the human agency of a young teenage boy who had trained and trained and trained and trained as a shepherd in his uh, uh, prowess with a weapon, a rock and a sling. Hmm. And he used the skill and the agency of, of that young man uh, for his purposes. And I, I really see the, the development of the vaccine that way, that it's a gift from God through human agency, uh, uh, skill, etc., hmm. knowledge that we've developed. And I see masking and distancing being that way as well. And I, um, that it's, it's wisdom, it's basic human wisdom to protect one another and to be uh, jealous and zealous for people's lives and uh, and especially the the part I, I'm I'm not scared I'm vaccinated Angie and I are getting out and traveling for our own emotional health we need joy in our life we need fun and so we're getting out and I'm doing things but I'm masking when indoors and I'm distancing even when outdoors and I'm holding most of my pastor meetings with people outside uh, and uh, it's beautiful weather for that, which I'm grateful for. Yes. Uh, really grateful for. And in-person worship is so important um, that masking allows everyone to, to make that choice, unless they have extreme health issues, to be here, present, and not be afraid that, oh, no, what if I'm in that little period that I have it, and I could be a care, like I'm not worried that I'm going to be hospitalized or die from it. But what if I'm in that two to three day period where I'm shedding the virus? That's a new phrase in all of our vocabulary, mm-hmm. shedding <laughs> a virus. What if I'm in that two to three day? And nobody knows that. And it's unwise to not, it's unwise and unloving, mm-hmm. I think, is the macro ethic. Mm-hmm. To not take responsibility for the fact that that could be you. And let's carry on with life. Let's have our kids in school. Let's have our businesses open. Let's go out to eat. But let's take responsibility that I could be that person in that two to three day window shedding on someone. Mm-hmm. And that's the big idea behind masking and worship. So people can't. Here was something super. So it's while it, and I was a little open Sunday, Harrison. I assume you worshipped from home, but. Um, I was open that I, I can't stand it that our gathered in-person crowds um, don't look like pre-pandemic. On the other hand, you know what? I walked into the 1105 service Sunday, and typical Lake Forest, there weren't that many people in there right when it started. I turned around after the first song, and Harrison, I got emotional. There were a lot of people there. Yeah. I'm not counting right now, by the way, friends. I'm just not even counting. I don't, I don't even look at the numbers on Sunday online or in person because that's just not quite the measurement at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a little... It was, and, and several people said that for, wow, there were a lot of people at the 1105 service. Awesome. There was a, a, a... The seats were full out under the pergola, by the way, at the first service. People worshiping outside so they could sing without masks and distance, and they were out there. And by the way, one person 
who came up to me after the 930 service, and she said, man, I really experienced the power of the Holy Spirit in that service and your sermon. Thank you for it. And I said, wow, well, you're welcome. And then went on to say, and I was one of the people out under the pergola. It's, wow. a, it's a good worship experience. I mean, it's not, it's different. Yeah. But that, Harrison, that was super encouraging to me. Another, a couple of other encouraging facts, even as we're still being realists that we're in a pandemic. And another encouraging thing is two churches that uh, I would say have been a little, uh, they have, several churches have reached out to us to ask, could we get your communication with your people uh, of your policy for masking because we're taking those steps as well. I've been encouraged by that. Almost all churches are being responsible about it. Um, uh, super encouraging to me has been the uh, I saw our Oasis Bible Studies meeting on campus again. It's starting up. That's our women's Bible studies. And two different of the leaders said to me, half of the women in my Bible study were brand new to Lake mm. Forest. They're, what God's doing at Lake Forest Huntersville right now is there is a, I'm not sure if it's a wave or if it's a stream of God's bringing new people into our body and we're, they're finding their way in to community and to discipleship opportunities and they will find their way into mission. And I'm just super encouraged by that, Harrison. Yeah, man, I, th- I think... Um as a, as a way to kind of bow tie all this together, Mike, and as a encouragement, almost an, uh, I'm, I'll almost use a, a churchy word and call it an exhortation. We'll, we'll, go, we'll even oh. go that far. You go ahead. Let's go. Um, the most encouraging part about the last three weeks or so for me um, has been the care, uh, support, prayers, uh, texts, emails from our Lake Forest family. And, um, man, I just, if, uh, if you happen to be listening to this, maybe, maybe this is not the, the crowd for it, but just so you hear it, if you are coming to church still regularly, man, you're doing, I, I, I think, um, you're doing the right thing right now. Of course, if you feel safe being here and comfortable being here, I'm, I'll put that disclaimer on it. But uh, we were just made to be in community with people. And there's, uh, there's something about when the doo-doo really goes down of knowing that um, you, you, have, you have been in a community where you're all investing in each other and you, you legitimately care about people. We've had friends of ours that have been on the other side of this that have experienced uh, having COVID in their house and, you know, we're, we're checking on them every now and again, sending them a, a meal or just, a, you know, someone sent us, uh, we, we still don't even know who it was. Someone sent crumble cookies to our house one day and we're just like, this is awesome. Like, I don't, I don't know where they came from. If you're listening and it was you, then please tell me so I can thank you. Um, but just little things like that. And, and I would say, if you are are not in a place where uh, where you maybe you've you've been on the on the fringes, uh, you 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 come and you you hang out or you watch and you're 
sitting back in the shadows, I'm just telling you that um, getting plugged into community, uh, whether it's a community group, whether it's uh, serving and being a part of of one of our teams that serve together on Sundays, as I'm the leader of the band team, but I'm still a member of that team also. And uh, that group as well, just people reaching out and just, hey, how are you? All that stuff means so much. So my exhortation is, if you don't have that right now, uh, working, working to intentionally grow yourself in that area, um, is immensely worth it because we need each other. And that's in our core values. We call that journeying like Jesus doing life together. Um, the church is a living organism. It's not a mechanism. And I appreciate hearing that Harrison and you've told I, I remember texting you hey how can we and you're like man how can we serve your family you're like we our community is really taking good care of us and yes that's where the New Testament calls the, the church the body of Christ and it says when one part of the body has a need the other parts you know you think about your own body just naturally go to take care of that part of the body and that's where Care in the church doesn't work mechanistically. We can design all the systems possible, but really how that works is because you and Emily have so faithfully planted yourselves in doing life together with your community group, doing life together with those you serve on a ministry team with, that you organically were are the body with and for those people, and so then they organically were the body for you when you needed it. Mm-hmm. That's the way that church really works uh not random people who don't know each other and so yeah friends i'll let harrison's if this has been a season when the pandemic has maybe the uh, a small part of formal community through lake forest or through some some other informal group of christians maybe that went away um this is an important time to reinitiate or re-up into a consistent committed Christ-centered community of a community group, men's and women's group, or an informal friend group, a dinner group, so that you know who are the people who know that they're the people to either come to to bring and care for you in a moment like what the Gilmings just went through. Mm -hmm. That was the reason Angie and I realized we needed to be in a community group over a decade ago. We're like, you know, there's a lot of people who love us, and there's elders and staff who would all really definitely offer to help if something broke loose in our life but nobody actually knows that they're actually it is their job to do that and our community group today knows that that would be their job and and we're there for others Mm -hmm. hey it's been a good conversation harrison welcome back thank you so glad to see you i know it was frustrating for you uh thankfully we have a deep bench on our worship team including especially aaron mayner um hey this is the first group that we'll announce to it'll come out in the e-note this week that aaron mayner we have offered she has accepted she will be a our worship artist in residence uh on our staff part-time for the rest of the year while maintaining her professional medical job uh just because we wandered around more and we thought that would be good for the whole church that's right. Um, so thankfully she was here, but we're glad you're back in the saddle. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Look forward to uh, look forward to journeying with you guys 
through this fall, even in the middle of uh, still living in this pandemic, just to see uh, what God can do uh, at Lake Forest and in our communities together. So we look forward to we look forward to doing all of that with you guys over this fall. I, I hope and pray that you find ways to uh, to join us as we do all of that together. So Ooh, one last fun thing Hit of it. things moving forward. We've been praying for two months of a place for Lake Forest U City to have to worship on Sunday mornings when they're ready, either in November or December, probably. And the YMCA just said yes. yes. In the U City area, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, and they offered us at a rate that is so affordable, it's uh, ridiculous and frees up money for other ministries. So praise God for that. Uh, it was a huge win for Lake Forest U City. Friends, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Catch you guys next time. Appreciate it.